I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Loose for the line! Keeps it alive! Reynolds! Reynolds! You can take me down! Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Chaos. Absolute chaos for round 15 of NRL Super Coach. We're back. We are live for Tinless Tuesday. On the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast, where we dive into all things NRL Supercoach news and uh, what a week it has been, proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze. I'm the Supercoach Brain, joined by the Supercoach Matrix, as always. How'd uh, Team List Tuesday come across for you, Matty? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit of carnage. I'm not sure if I'm puffed because of Team List Tuesday or uh, or basketball, but um yeah, just really struggling with one guy not being named. And, of course, we're all awaiting the deal bags news on uh, tomorrow night, I suppose. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, that's going to be a very close watch. And, and look, we know that there's going to be a ton of questions around Dylan Brown. We will do our best to talk about replacements. So, um, But before we do, drop your questions for round 15. Drop them in the comments. Great chat already floating around in there, so keep it coming. Uh, And guys, please support the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit subscribe, please hit like. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, make sure to hit the follow button and leave us a review. Lots to cover, Matty. We'll talk big ins and outs, as we always do. We'll talk through the teams. There's plenty of outs to talk about. Specifically, we've got guys like Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown, David Fafida, Jack DeBellin, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, uh, Reed Marnie, we're a bit unsure about at this point. Sawali's got a three-week ban. Like that, there's so much going on, and these are relatively popular guys. So lots to talk about, lots of replacements, I guess, to now consider. So we'll cover all of that and do our best to try and kind of work our way through those those options for you. We'll talk about uh, our pods as well. We've we've been kind of working on a list, and 
looking at uh, these players pretty deeply and, and keeping an eye on them in the background. So you want your, your point of difference players for the run home, and I think it's a really good time now. Some are starting to bottom out in price to, to start looking at these guys. And, and of course, we'll talk trades and captains. So before we do that, score and rank, Maddie. I know we just spoke score on Sunday. Where'd you end up rank-wise? Yeah, so I moved up uh, to about 5,400. Um, yeah, so so feeling pretty good after moving up a bit over 4,000 spots. Pretty pretty happy with that. Um, again, plan to make moves over the buy period and, um, yeah, avoid a bit of carnage. So, Yes. Yeah, you, you've leapfrogged me. I've had you for most of the year, but you've got me now. Um, Drop 2,800 spots. Yeah, you are. You are. No, it's uh, you had a good week. I had a stinker. Uh, down to 8,100. So, I mean, honestly, I was preparing for a 15,000 rank drop. I was genuinely thinking I was going to drop down to close to 20,000 after the week I had, but very happy to be sitting at 8,000. So I'll take that. Yeah. Um, we've got some good chat coming through in the comments. Herbie wants a skull of red wine, Matty. Uh, I don't know whether you – have you got red wine on you at the moment? No. It's a little bit of an insight. Little, little James Squires ginger beer, but – a little bit of an inside joke with the Molten boys and, and Herbie. <laughs> so uh, always chaos, Brent. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've got some questions coming through about Moses and guys like that. Mark, we will try not to go for two hours, but it could be the one that goes for a little bit longer than normal. So hang around with us and ask some questions. We'll do our best. Uh, Salty's already had five standard squeezes. What a legend. Man's yeah, flying. I'm empty. <laughs> uh, and Raymond had a good week up into the 5,000s. Nice. Very good. Perfect. Um Speaking of standard squeeze, mate, obviously everybody that listens and, and watches every single week would know that the primary sponsor of uh, the podcast is the standard squeeze. You've got your standard squeeze right there. Gives you yeah. the perfect pour, perfect 30 mil pour. You've got nothing in it at the moment because you've drank it dry by the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, we had a little insight meeting the other night and I was blind. <laughs> Me too. That was good. That was good fun. Yeah, I had to make sure I checked the notes the next day just in case because I was like, fuck, what did we even talk about? Um, so I dropped that time. whole thing. <laughs> we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, and I've got my uh, four in one here, so it keeps your drink cold. It keeps it hot if it's a coffee or a tea or whatever. Um, and it doubles as a stubby holder or a can holder as well. So, uh, and beard game is strong. Yeah, I haven't had a, I haven't trimmed my beard in about two weeks, Herbie. So, um, maybe I'll just leave it. Maybe I'll let it grow out. The only problem is mine goes red. So I've got to keep it kind of short so it doesn't make me look like a ranger. No offense to rangers yeah. out there, but uh, you look you look like Corey Horsburgh out there, bro. So I would the reverse Corey Horsburgh. <laughs> He's shaved his hair, and uh, I've got the beard. So, um, speaking of also squeeze of the week. Now every single week, obviously everybody would know that that watches the show. If you're new, welcome. Um, we do a squeeze of the week winner every single week, and it is the highest scorer in our unlimited league for the week and uh it goes out to jason coach of i've actually had to practice saying his team name because i've got no fucking idea jason coach of dactyloscopologist uh that's well an done. absolute tongue twister. well done sir bloody tag twister uh 1395 <laughs> he scored uh in a week that i got 962 so jason's making me feel really good about myself this week but congrats mate you win a cocktail pack courtesy of the standard squeeze so uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is that you follow us and we will get your address and get it sent out to you, mate. Well done. Um, there's also a change of leader in the group again. I feel like this happens every single week lately. There's a bit of chopping and changing in the leaderboard yep. in the in the Insight uh, Unlimited League. We've got now Stu, coach of Benjball, who I'm all for. Love that name. Sitting currently 54th overall and he's gone into first place in the league. 
And then we've got uh, some regulars on the show. You've got Tim, coach of Lane Train. He's in 71st. Mike, coach of Turbo's Hammy in 89th. And Liam, coach of Filmer Balls in 97th. So we've got four in the top 100. So doing uh, very well, team. And we love the, the fact that there's some people out there giving it a good red-hot crack. So congrats to those guys. Um, any questions before we rip in? Yeah, a few, um, a few like early trade questions. Um, do we want to rip straight into that or do we want to save them for a bit later? Maybe what we'll do is we'll go through hold and sell because I think maybe it's going to lead into a few of these questions. Uh, so let me ask you, right? We've got obviously there's eight guys here that are not playing this weekend. So it's it's more, I guess the question needs to be, do we hold on to them for a week uh, or do we hold on to them for an extended period of time or do we move them on now and take advantage of the cash? So Nathan Cleary is the first one, obviously went down with a hamstring and has been ruled out for up to six weeks is the diagnosis. So it must have been a grade two hamstring tear. Uh, do you hold Nathan Cleary or do you think that's too long? You're just going to cash him in and, and try and get some points on the board. Yeah, for me, um, that's that's too long to hold, and it's too much money to be sitting there. Um, I will definitely get him back. I'll probably wait. Um, been watching, I suppose, listening to the NRL physio, and he always says with these hammies, you should wait two weeks because it's about a 30% chance of re-aggravation. So I'll probably wait for him to come back, hold my breath when I watch Panthers games for two weeks, and, uh, and definitely get him back in for the run home because he was a season-long keeper in my eyes, uh, but I'm just going to burn two trades with it. Yeah, I think, and this is the reason why it's so important to hold trades and not just max trade every single week because for me, I'm, I'm quite lucky. Uh, I, I went into this week with 21 trades remaining, so I felt a little bit less stressed about being able to boost and being able to make moves. It is my final boost, but I'll definitely be using it this week with all the carnage going on. But um, if you are short on trades, it's definitely a harder conversation to have or a harder thought process to go through, knowing that you're going to probably you could if you've got less than sixteen trades, you could have bloody thirteen left after this week, and it could be uh, very skint for the run home. And we can Absolutely. see what what happens in one week, right? We've just seen that uh, five six players that are very very popular in the in the top thousand have all gone down this week and are going to miss next week. So. Uh, you've got to be very flexible and very fluid with trades, I think. And uh, having them in your pocket helps. So next one, Dylan Brown. Plenty of questions. Uh, I think maybe we'll preface this question before you answer it with the fact that we still don't know anything. Um, at this stage, court is tomorrow. Uh, there's been a bit of talk on NRL 360 from Andrew Abdo and things like that, basically saying that they've allowed him to be named this week uh, purely because we they don't know anything. But once they know more from the court case tomorrow and once they see CCTV footage and, and all this other stuff, they'll be able to then determine whether the game is brought into disrepute and they'll be able to kind of activate that their discretion on the no-fault stand-down policy. Uh, it was originally thought that they couldn't activate it until uh, unless it was an 11-year maximum sentence. That's not the case. They can use their discretion if the game's been brought into disrepute. So what are the chances that Dylan Brown gets stood down tomorrow, Matty? What are your thoughts? I'm pretty happy that I've traded him already and uh, I don't think he'll be lining up on the weekend. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't think he'll be playing this weekend either. I think he'll be having a bit of an extended break. Um, all but, I know, it, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, if you held him this week, like, you know, don't, you know, turn turn your TV off, turn your social media off and just trade him right now because we're saying, because if he does roll in, um, Dylan Brown is probably the premier 5'8". In the comp at the moment, he's a guy that I wanted to roll through until round twenty-seven. So, 
Yeah. Um, just to answer Solsky's question, why would he miss? Uh, he'll get an extension on his hearing. So the reality is that will happen. So to, it, it's very hard, and from what I know, it's very hard to put together a case on something like this in four days. So they'll be asking for an extension, his legal team, which means that nothing will really come from Wednesday. But uh, what we do know is that if this is a drawn-out process, the NRL, regardless of how long the maximum sentence is on this, can invoke their discretion and say, yep, this is bringing the game into disrepute. From what we've seen, we will stand him down until he goes to court. They're allowed to do that regardless of the time. Um, so it isn't just 11 years. So that's it's worth keeping in mind. The NRL can absolutely stand him down uh, yep. on their discretion. So I'd say that will happen. I can't imagine based on this and how much media hype and scrutiny that has, has been out there that um, I can't imagine him playing this weekend. But anyway, look, we're, yep. not, we're not lawyers. We're not really in the know. Wait, just way outside of our pay grade. Just, just just wait and see, and we'll probably do an emergency podcast this week, um, pre-game on Thursday night, um, just unraveling that. So Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there's a lot of risk there, and, and Fadi is right. Um, at any point, the NRL or the Eels could stand him down indefinitely. So they've got that power. They can do that. Uh, he, this could happen, honestly. It could happen an, an hour before the game. We don't know. So yep. keep your keep your ears out. Have a look on Twitter. We'll do our best to update everybody on Twitter if you follow us. And and um, that's about where we'll leave that. So that he's, he's you reckon he's a sell? I reckon he's a sell pending yep. tomorrow. I have yep. traded him already. Went early. Banked Ellie Katoa's points. Pretty happy sell with everything I've seen this week. I'm thinking of doing Dylan Brown to Kalen Ponga this week. So. Okay, cool. Uh, I've pretty much got that locked in and it frees up some nice money for me as well. Next yep. one, David Fafita, not named this week. Now, it's been told that he has uh, had delayed concussion symptoms after Origin 1. Now, it's a precautionary resting is, is what the Gold Coast Titans are saying, basically saying that the Titans or he would have three games in eight days or nine days or whatever it is. So there's a really quick yep. turnaround. Uh, they want to rest in precautionary. So... 880, 890-something K. Yep. Do you sell or do you hold? I originally thought that I would hold, and then I've had a bit of a, a bit of a think about it. Um, and you can take a lot of credit for it because I was I was talking to you about it, uh, that with his 150 break even, when he does come back and play, and if he plays like 40 minutes after Origin, um, he's going to drop about 75K. And then he's going to drop again to be closer to that 700,000 when he's 894K. Uh, he only plays two of the next three. It makes sense to give him the flick and then plan to get the best second rower, maybe the best player in the game, in Supercoach game, uh, this year back. I think you can get him back around 2021 20, for the run home, yep. I think. Um uh, he, we were both originally on the whole David Fafita bandwagon, knowing that look, we won't we won't sell him. Uh, he'll play and and he'll yeah he might lose cash, but if you don't sell him, you don't lose money. So that that was originally the thought process, but now that he's not going to be playing this week, and also they're not going to be playing around sixteen or nineteen, he'll only be playing two games in the next five. So yeah. that originally was a, a pretty easy decision for me to to make now to move that cash on while he's peak. Hundred um, percent. Jack DeBellin. Now he's obviously out with a head knock. He goes down and misses. He'll miss the. He'll have an eleven day stand down. Um, so he'll miss this week and next week. I'm assuming. No, that no. He'll just miss this week. Yeah. Um, hold or sell Jack DeBellin? He's a hold for me. Okay, 
Cool. One one week doesn't hurt me enough on DeBellin. I think he's been great. I think, again, I've said it every week, I don't want to waste my trades in, I suppose, that front row forward position. I'd hold him, yeah. uh, play someone like Harrison Edwards or Christian Welch this week. You've probably got a third guy. And it's worth, rem- it's worth remembering Jack DeBellin wouldn't play round 16 anyway, so he's going to have a bit of time off. Uh, yep. One game I don't think is the end of the world. If you consider him a season keeper, then yep. just hold Latrell Mitchell, thoughts? Latrell's a different one um, because I think he will get rested because he's so important. I definitely understand holding. I definitely understand selling. If I could sit on the fence on any of these guys and I had a bit of a look at it, it's probably Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, with with calves, we know that they're niggling injuries as well. They pop up everywhere. Um, And he's going to be touch and go for Origin 2. So yep. when we look at a guy being touch and go for Origin 2, they're not going to risk their star player, Souths. And also, I can tell you, Freddie Fitler will be in his ear saying, you better not bloody get this guy injured around 17, 18 by making him back yep. up. So look, there's I'm, a good chance. I'm probably sell. You've just talked me into it. He's a sell. I think so. Cam Murray as well is... Honestly, every single time I look at Cam Murray, he gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Are you going to be able to pick him up at bloody 234K? The end probably. of Origin. The way he keeps probably. going. I, has he lost too much money to sell him now? He's not playing this week, obviously, because of that groin. I don't know who you go to. I don't know who you go to that you're happy with selling Cam Murray. I just stash him at this stage. Uh, Salty Turbo is a hold for me. I'm assuming Matty might feel the same considering he's been named this week. Yep, 100%. Um, and if you've held him up until now, the time to sell Turbo would have been about maybe three, four weeks ago. Yep. So If you've held him this uh, long, you hold him through this game. At any point, he can walk out and get 150. Now, the last two are Reid Marnie and Joseph Suwili'i. Now, Joseph Suwili'i is out for three weeks. I think that's a pretty easy sell. Uh, I mean, look, he's only 380K, 375K or something. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think Joseph Suwili'i is a bloke that you're probably not playing anyway. Just chuck mm-hmm. him at the end of your of your bench there and just not play him. Just hold him. Save a trade at this time of the year. Um, I understand, Actually, I don't understand selling. Just, just chuck him there. He's... Went to that right side last week and scored 90. How good. Yeah, that, actually, that's a there. really good point you, that you make. If he's named on the wing, I mean, he played the right wing for half a game, didn't he, the other yep. the other week? Yep. Uh, I I'm, I said to you this morning, before I saw this three-match ban thing come up, I'm like, did Suli play right wing the other night? Did I say that correctly? You're like, hang on a sec, did he? And, like, honestly, I'd get him back in if he was playing on the wing, kicking goals. Yep. So, yeah. anyway. Close watching in a month's time. What about Reed Marnie? We both have him. Now, you're in a bit of a pickle at the moment, aren't you? Do you want to talk everybody through that? Yeah, so if Reed Marnie wasn't named, I actually wouldn't have a hooker this week and I would cop an AE having Reese Robson and Reed Marnie and probably hoping to ride through this period. Reed Marnie's been pretty durable, if anything. Um, he hasn't been great, um, but he's been durable. I see his name this week. That's probably touch and go. I don't think I can cop an AE, especially just stepping forward into 5,400, <laughs> um, having some blokes like Schuster, he could get an eight, having some blokes like Katoa, um, having some blokes like Billy Smith. I think I could cop – I think I could get a really bad AE. Um, so I was looking at some other options for him. But – yeah, I think now that he's named, he could roll through, get 30, and I'd be happy with it this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding, uh, only because yeah. I've got Damian Cook. I don't need to worry about it. He'll just sit on the bench. 
ready yep. money. So that's fine. And look, if if he doesn't play, it's probably a good thing. He's got a hundred break even. <laughs> it just kind yeah. of delays that cash loss a little bit more. Um, I'll talk yeah, about some options good. for him, um, but it would be downgrade options. So. Yep. Fair, fair call. Now, I guess the next two sections before we jump into teams are pretty important and pretty common questions uh, around what are the, the replacements for Nathan Cleary and the replacements for Dylan Brown? Yep. What are your thoughts at the moment before we go into everybody else? Like it, they're clear, you've moved Dylan Brown already, but if you had him, yep. who would you be looking at to replace him? So I'm going to ask you a question before we do these two questions and they do relate. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question as to who do you think will be the New South Wales halves? Because that is where a lot of my decision-making comes. I don't – I've seen so much shit floating around about combinations and around, well, now that Nathan Cleary is out, then Jerome Luai must be out. Like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. Uh, Jerome Luai was nearly the best on field. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Jerome Luai fan. But yep. you've got to give credit where credit's due. He was he was good in a bad – in an ordinary team, he was good. Um, yep. I don't think it makes sense to drop him when he's played the last two, three series for New South Wales and was the best player for New South Wales besides Liam Martin. So yep. I think he holds his spot. And I think that Nico Hines will play halfback. Yep. I don't see them literally ripping the whole team apart that they committed to in, in game one just because they lost. I feel like they'll keep the bones of it together. Lewine yep. Hines. I- I agree. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Aman and I agree with you. I think that we're just sitting here. I think we're trying to outthink the room if we think someone like Adam Reynolds is going to pick. Not that I think that he would be a good super coach pick, pick uh, not playing 16 and 19, but legitimately trying to outthink the room by not getting Moses. And I just think it's going to be Hines. He's in the system. He's played in big games. He's going to be fine. Uh, everyone's talking about Mitch Moses uh, and his experience, right, over Nico Hines. I'm like, sorry, they both played one game. Like, yep. it, it's yes, yes, NRL experience is important, but I still think that they picked Nico Hines for a reason and they didn't pick him as a hooker. Yep. You know, which, they, they picked him for what he's done this year and last year which, as the Dally M player of the year. Which is an excellent segue into options for Cleary at halfback because Mitchell so, Moses is, is who I'm going to be selecting this week. He's averaging 70. He's 760K. I see him as an easy step back to Cleary. I don't want a massive downgrade and then have to be able to find the money to get Nathan Cleary. The second I feel confident in having Nathan Cleary in my team, he will be in my team because there's going to be some people in all sorts that can't afford to get him back. So he's got a 14 break even. Um, Yes, he's 36% owned in the top 5%, but I think you're trying to outthink the room if you're not adding Mitchell Moses this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that everyone's scared of Mitchell Moses being picked in origin. And look, I'm not Freddie Fittler. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I've got no idea. But it makes no sense for them to pull Luai out. And I don't think they'll yep. do that. It doesn't make sense. They'll be ridiculed for doing that for the, for doing yep. that move. So I feel like Moses is a, a, the riskiest safe pick you can take in terms of yep. replacements for Cleary. And I, I, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about walking him up to Cleary post-origin, yep. because I think that's what we need to consider. We're trading out guys like Cleary. Uh, we traded out Nico Hines the other week. We are thinking about trading out Dylan Brown, who's a keeper if this all blows over, and we're talking about trading out David Fafita. Like, these guys are you going to want back for the run home, and you only have yep. so many trades that you can use. So I think looking at Mitch Moses' BE of 14, 
means he's going to make cash this week. And that if he goes out and scores, they're playing the Bulldogs as well, mind you, this week, which could be anything. Mitch Moses, it, and let's say Dylan Brown's out. Mitch Moses then floats both sides of the ruck. He'll take complete control of this team. Dejan Arcee probably plays 5'8 if Dylan Brown's out. And Mitch Moses just takes complete control. And I think that's when he plays his best footy. So yep. Mitch Moses could honestly be close to 900K if this all goes well by the time Origin's finished. And then you could probably even make money. Now, yep. we know that there's a, a risk in terms of Mitchell Moses's floor. He can get you a 14 or he can get you 140. Um, so we know there's risk there. But there's risk with nearly every player that we're looking at here. So when we're looking at Sean Johnson, he can do the same kind of thing. He's about 120K cheaper. But same ownership in the top 5%. Uh, I mean... 36 break even, averaging a bit more than Moses. Um, 100% not going to play Origin. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. What makes you think that? Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's just one of, one of the brews. Th- so the only concern I had, and I was flipping between these two, I was going, okay, well, if Dylan Brown doesn't get stood down and he plays, I will pick Sean Johnson purely because I already have Gutho and Hopgood and Brown and Dory. I've got four Eels players. So if I picked up Moses, I'd be relying on the one, the six, and the seven from the same team. And I know that the Eels play good attacking footy, and I know that there's points to be scored there, but it just worries me relying so heavily. Um, To Peter's question, if you already have Moses, would you trade Hines in for Cleary this week or look elsewhere? I think there's merit. I think there's merit to it um, only because we saw Hines get 90 last week against a good opponent, uh, the best opponent. Um, But, yeah, if we see him do that again this week. But just remember he's playing one of the next three. Yeah, definitely going to be looking elsewhere. For me, I, I, I rate it. I rate coming in with Hines again and getting him back in and just set and forget. But for me, I'm going to get spicy, try and move up in ranks. Yep. With you. I'm with you on that. So uh, Adam Reynolds is in conversation as well. Now they're talking about Adam Reynolds playing origin. I mean, I, I don't see that happening. Like we're, we're, he's a great game manager and everyone's talking about Nico Hines to six, Adam Reynolds at seven, or they, they were talking about Adam Reynolds at seven and then Cody Walker at six. And don't get me wrong. Cody Walker's had a great, He's had a great season. He's been quality. And they're talking yep. about this South's connection that Reynolds and Cody Walker have. And then you've got Latrell at center. And then you get Damian Cook back in the team. And, you know, we're starting to think about all of these connections and combinations between teams. But when do we get to a point where we pick the best fucking team? When? Yep. Like, why do we not pick the best 17? Why do we have to look at combinations? And I understand it's half important. But this is origin level footy. Like you've got time. You go into camp for a week and a half. Like that, you've got time can, to understand how each team play. Can Can I have an argument for you though? Yep. I wouldn't have picked Luai in game one. Luai deserves to be there in game two. Obviously, they thought that he was the best choice. But I think Cody Walker's had a better season than Luai. Agreed. And I would have. I'm never going to be in that position. Um, but I would have probably toyed with Cody Walker a bit more than him to start off with. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're selecting the best team, you are probably selecting Cody Walker. Um, I agree. I just with you. don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I completely agree with you. If you're picking this from game one all over again, yep. uh, you're picking Cody Walker at, at 5 8. I, I completely yep. agree. But you cannot drop Jerome Luai after the game he had in game one. Cleary and- was the one that you could have dropped, you know, with the way that he played if you're playing on performance. You know what? As a Queenslander, 
I am much more scared of Nico Himes than I am Mitchell Moses or Adam Reynolds. And I love Adam Reynolds to death. There you go. Yeah, fair. So, I mean, does that make Adam Reynolds a buy now for Cleary? 482,000? He doesn't play 16 or 19. I don't care how much he is. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're set for 16 and 19, a lot of people have 16 people. They've got 16 players for round 16. I've currently got 16 for round 16. So, like, if you're set for those two buyers, you're probably going to have some trouble in round 17. Let's be honest. Like, you, you probably got some Sharks players, you've got Tigers players, you've got Bulldogs players in your team. You've probably got seven or eight of those guys. So you're going yep. to be skint again in round 17. So, I mean, do you need to look at round 17 maybe as important as 16 and 19 at this point? Maybe. If if you have a look and you're in that position, then maybe you toy with it. Reynolds is having a fantastic season. Not for me, though. Yeah. Uh, the other two, Matty Burton, we had a bit of a joke the other night. But, I mean, you look at his last four games, man. He's been killing it. He's been doing really well. He's 677K, though. So I don't really feel like I love picking up Burton at nearly 700,000. I don't feel like he's worth that. I like um, him at 500K. Don't like him at 600. If he is 500K, I'm 100% buying him in this week. Yeah, for sure. Now, the last one for me, and this was a little bit of a left field one, a guy that's been out of form but has been a proven super coach scorer and performer is Jerome Hughes. Now, he hasn't really looked himself this year. I mean, when you, when you watch, he, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, and whether that's due to the fact that maybe the middles at, at the storm aren't getting the go forward that they would normally get uh, or the momentum that they'd normally get through the middle, I'm not quite sure because we've seen Harry Grant struggle again this year as well, haven't yeah. we? So like the, the spine is struggling at the storm. But it, Jerome Hughes is 554K. He's got a 55 average. He's break even 68. So, you, I mean, you're not really going to make cash out of him. That's the only concern there. Yeah, I'll probably talk about somebody else. Um from the storm using jewels a bit later on that I would prefer than Jerome Hughes. Cool. All right. Well, well, let's move on to the Dylan Brown replacements then. So I guess like uh, this could also apply for Cleary if you've got Isaiah Katoa, because you can just move jewels around and you can go Cleary out, Katoa up, and then you can get a five, eight in. So who are the five, eight options this week for you um, as a replacement for Dylan Brown? Yeah. So um, I've used my jewels to get in Eli Katoa last week. I think you've missed the boat. You wanted him when he had a low break-even last week. But you do have a lot of flexibility if you have Manu and Schuster. Um, I think if you don't have Cody Walker, is 100% the guy that you get in. Um, Cody Walker is as much as a much-have, especially playing the Dragons this week. He could he could get 200 this week. He could. You're ca- he are, you, could get- uh, are you sneaky captaining him this week? Uh, he is he is the captain this week, and my vice captain would have to do something absolutely sensational for me to loop. Yep, yep. Um, some, of, some of the other options you could look at for that similar sort of price, Cameron Munster, he's still averaging 70, um, has 138 break even. A lot of people s- still own him, probably about 10% in the top 10%. Oh, there you go, 8.7% in the top 5%. I won't be looking there yet. He sort of hasn't looked 100% himself either uh, with that rib injury, um, and he'll probably drop cash again. I think I'll finish the year with Cameron Munster, but probably not getting him at the moment. I Looking at Cam Munster, 138 break-even warms my heart because that just means that he's going to be prime pickup, hopefully under 600K when the time comes. He, and, and we were saying on Sunday, he doesn't really look himself. He, he looks like that rib injury is actually really hindering him. 
Um, he looks tired and he looks a bit flat. And look, understandable after you just played a massive game of Origin. So, like, yep. full credit to him for backing up. But um, he could lose some serious cash. So, if you don't have him, I don't think he's a buy yet. Not this um, No, not at all. Not at all. Wait until the run home. Uh, now, my boy, Kalen Ponga. I spoke about it Sunday. Your boy. He's your boy now. He's my boy now because you're not bringing him in. I am. He's mine. I'm not bringing him in. No. So... Kanaponga 579k. He's got the dual 58 fullback, right? So it, it creates that flexibility for trades down the track if you really want to. Uh, you could even move Ponga down and Buller out when he tops and bring in Munster for the run home. You know, so it gives you that flexibility for trades. Uh, he's got a 55 break even. So I'm not saying that he's going to make tons of cash this week, but he's only 20% owned in the top 5% of teams. Now, a fun stat that I thought I would bring up he's got an 83 round average. And his average is 70 at Suncorp Stadium in his career across the seven or eight games. Uh, and he plays at Suncorp this weekend. And I know that the Broncos have been outstanding. Um, it's very obvious, but we know he likes playing there. And this is Kalen Ponga we're talking about, the bloke that carved up New South Wales in the origin last year and got player of the match in game three. So yeah. I, head knocks, very concerned. You know, <laughs> this guy could go down at any point and it could ruin my season. But... I'm at that point where I just want to take a punt. I'm going to take a punt on a guy that is a proven super coach performer. And uh, and Damo's just jinxed me by saying he can't wait for a breeze to send him to HIA. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah. But no, I'm backing him in. I'm backing him in. I think at fullback, I like him much more than 5'8". Wouldn't touch him at 5'8", but I like him at fullback. Yeah, cool. I like him. Um, I do like the get. I If you are looking to roll the dice, definitely. I think you're probably overreacting a little bit, but you need to find somebody to add. But I think definitely if you're outside the 20K, Kalen Ponga could be your ticket back. Yeah, and I said on Sunday, this could be the moment that you look back at your season, you go, oh, I remember when I got Ponga at round 15 and he was only 570K and he averaged 97 for the rest of the year and it got me into the top 1,000. Like that could potentially happen with Ponga. You know, he's that kind of player that could be that influential. So I'm just thinking, you know what, I'm going to go upside and I'm going to tackle it and see what happens. And he's not a guy that when he goes above 600K, and maybe it's just me thinking in my head because 20K is nothing. When he goes above 600K, I'm like, oh, the risk is too big there. And then I'm like, oh, 579, that's juicy. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it is a bit of a mental game there. Oh, 100%. Completely agree with you. Uh, another option that I really like would be to bring Manu up to 5'8 for Dylan Brown, like Damo's done here, and uh, bring in Meany. So Nick yeah. Meany or Kalen Ponga are probably the two guys I'm tossing up between this week for Dylan Brown's replacement. And and he took the words right out of my mouth. Maybe I said it in the chat because I don't think Damo would come up with that himself. But um, <laughs> I'm actually thinking of moving Manu up and getting getting Meany in. And it's really messy. I'm thinking of moving Schuster back to second row from 5'8", moving Manu back to 5'8", and getting Nick Meany in. So, yeah, a yep. bit of a reshuffle. I just feel so much better with Nick Meany in my team. And I think he could be a season-long keeper uh, if Pappy doesn't come back in time. Yep. Yep. I definitely think – I don't think Pappy plays this year, man, to be honest with you. Me um, me neither, which is why I'm looking at Meany now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Questions very quickly before we – did you ha- – sorry, I know that obviously if you've got Manu or Schuster like Damo's doing, you could shuffle up and down. Is there any other CTW options you consider for Dylan Brown before we move into teams? 
it's probably more I don't hate Kolomitangi at his price at the moment. I know I said oh, yeah. that I didn't like him this week, but he had a break even over 100 and scored 100. So now he's break even 60. And mm-hmm. I think he's looking like he's in tremendous form and that the Souths would just going to keep steamrolling people. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like Kolomitangi is probably the best one. Of course, I've, I'm stacked at centre wing. I like Nickel Klockstad. I like Meany. Um, I think you've missed the boat on Asako, but I still kind of like AJ and Garrick. Oh, I Actually, with the positional changes that we'll talk about, I'm not as high on Garrick anymore. Yeah, fuck, that annoys me, man. Let's see, just likes to ruin my super coach and everybody's super coach. Here. Hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick questions. First one from Sean. What are your thoughts on Teddy after the speech after last game? I'm waiting until after Origin for me. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about jumping early. I don't think there's anything to jump at. Um, you could you make 200k going Dream Buller to Teddy later on in the year. Put Crazy. that into perspective. Speaking of the Dream, is he a season long keeper now? Salty is good as asking. Can't bring no, himself. I won't, finish, I won't finish the year with him. Okay, I may. I mean, we need to look at what happens over the next four or five rounds. It's a long season. Like, we're only in round 15. So let's let's ask this question again in round 20 when you can yep. genuinely consider moving him because that's when the conversation becomes quite relevant. I think um, with blokes like Trell and, and Teddy and some guys not having the trades to, to swap back, I think that's going to be my advantage. But honestly, if he keeps scoring hundreds, then of course I'm not going to trade him out. I'm just not as confident in the Tigers. The um, Latrell Mitchell will be a uh, – the, the hard thing is Rabideau's buy, draw to come home sucks because they've got a couple of buys there. They've got the round 20 buy and the round 26 buy. So it kind of sucks for, for the run home. But Latrell will almost still be a must-have for the run yep. home, I think. And then you've got so many other options for your reserve fullback. So you can play that however you want. Uh, a couple of qu- trade questions very quickly. Uh, Professor Cactus is asking if we're offloading Billy Smith. No, I've got bigger issues. I'm not this week. Actually, no, I'm going to hold him up to round 16 and then reassess. Because honestly, Billy Smith, realistically, Billy Smith to Joseph Sewelli in round 17 could be genius. It could actually be as the long easiest as, sideways swap if he doesn't lose. As long as he back. stays there on that right side and goal kicks. Yep. Correct. Yep. Uh, are we holding Hosking or are we selling him? I think it goes without saying we've got bigger issues. But um, it burns I me to say that I have to hold him. Hate holding him, but I have to. I've got more um, urgent issues. Um, but Hosking is poo without Cleary, and do not play him this week. Yep, yeah, definitely not playing Billy Smith this week. Salty said that Billy Smith is the Peter Hicko of last year. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate super coach catfish, Billy Smith. The ultimate uh, trap. Uh, Mark thinks that Pappy will play. Otherwise, the Storm would have asked for a salary cap exemption. That's a good point. Um, maybe they've got all the intention in him playing. Uh, maybe that salary cap exemption is going to come in the next few weeks, but that'll be a good indication. That is a good point. Uh, thoughts on Britain Nicara, Fade is asking. Now, can I kick this one off? We were talking about this That's one you. beforehand on off air. The fact that Britain Nicara won't have Nico Hines for around 16 and 19 throws me off him a tiny bit. I know that Tricky Trindle did a pretty good job when Nico was out earlier in the season, but... I was looking at Britton Nicker and I still probably will want him for the run home, but I actually don't really like the fact that he's only going to have around 15 and round 18 with Nico Hines over the next month. Um, so I'm looking in a bit of a different direction for the short term, but I might try and get him for the run home. Hopefully that answers your question, mate. Um, any other questions here? 
Mr. Callio, tough tipping round this week. Which games do you think could be super coach valuable? I actually haven't looked too much at the games, but I might quickly get them up right now. Um, we are just about to dive into the games. I reckon the Thursday night Gold Coast Titans West Tigers game will be points galore. And we know that obviously with any Titans game, there's always points involved. And we've got guys on the Tigers team, like you've got Jerome Buller, you've got John Bateman, you've got Isaiah Papali'i, you've got uh, so many kind of scoring options in that team now. And then for the Gold Coast Titans, you've got AJ Brimson back now. No for feeder, but um, you've got a couple of other scoring options on that team as well. So I think that pro- that Thursday night could absolutely be super coach points galore, the Titans. I really the like that. And I'm not game to straight C on that game, but I'm very keen to pick a vice captain from that game. I didn't think anybody heard my dogs barking in the background, but apparently they did. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, been upset that Lavinia is still not feeling well either. Um, yeah, prob- but, probably, probably. But just to go back to what you said about Nicara, um, I was listening. Yeah. Um, I'm actually hoping that everybody goes off Nicara. I'm actually hoping that he gets some 40 and 50 scores with Nico out. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. And then I hope everybody goes off him and then I can swoop in and get him uh, for the ride home. Uh, maybe at 640, something along those lines, because it does feel like madness paying 700K. He's the Hudson Young of this year. It does feel madness paying 700K for, for him. So, And, yeah, and Damo's right. To be fair, the um, he, he did score well without Nico at the start of the year. He did get a 46 in round one, though. Yeah. Uh, and then he got a 92 and 81 and a 98. Uh, oh, sorry, 92 and 81 were the only two games because Nico came back and round four, didn't he, against the Dragons. So 46, 92, 81 without Nico. Yep. So, uh, and Mark's on the ball. He brought, I think he brought this up on Sunday. Best bet this week, Titans to lead at halftime, Tigers to win. Yeah, but that's paying a oh. dollar five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Got to get some value in these bets. Um, Maddie, let's move on. Let's move into games. We'll talk teams. Let's go, uh, let's go to CBUS. All right, Seabus Super Stadium, Titans versus the Tigers. First, we get Titans. Tigers get a Thursday night game. That's nice. Uh, for Fiend I love rested Thursday in this night one. games. I absolutely yeah, love Thursday night games. Um, any like I've heard people say like why why don't they scrap the Thursday night games? As somebody that's not doing too much on a Thursday night, yes, I don't always go to a Thursday night live game, but gee, I love it. Yep, I love a Thursday night game. The more nights that football is on, the better. Um, yep. uh, that's why Give I love the Big Bash at the end of the year. Like, Big Bash is cricket night. on every yeah. night. 
So yeah. it's bring back. Yeah, that's it. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Feeder out. We've already talked about that. AJ Brimson comes back a bit early, but he's coming back from that hamstring injury. And that was a recurring injury that had him seeing a lot more time out. Uh, the only other, I, I guess, relevant things to talk about here are Jaden Campbell stays in the six jersey. Uh, Tigers are one to 17, no changes there. Now, the yep. question is who's running at Jaden Campbell? Because I'm taking them for an anytime try scorer this week. Who's <laughs> on the who's on the right edge? Uh, Bateman. John ba- it'll be John Bateman. Uh, or if he moves into the middle of the field, which he did last week, yep. who's going to play right edge then? It's a good question. Anyway, whoever it is, back in. Anytime try scorer. And also, Joe, uh, Joe Stimson is one of the worst defenders in the league as well. And Isaiah Papali is going to be running at that edge. So, I see he's only on the interchange, though, Stimson, this week. Is he? Who's a, who's starting at right edge? I must have missed that. Good for me. Oh, no, no. Him. My bad. I must have imagined that. Uh, yeah, yeah no, Stimson, Stimson's all in. No, that's yeah, all good. Cool. Uh, ignore who's, me. Who have they brought in for David Fafita? Cleese Haas. Okay, that's interesting. So there, there could be some points in for IPAP and Bateman. So that leads into my next question. Who's the better buy? Because I think a lot of people are going to be looking at both of these guys this week. Last week it was Johnny B, um, but I think at the current prices, I think it's IPAP now. Um, I really like John Bateman, but I'm just wondering if you're overpaying. Um, I'm not keen to go straight from Fafita to uh, John Bateman. I think it's a massive downgrade. Yeah, I would be looking elsewhere from spending the money on Johnny B. I think you've just missed the boat. And IPAP is absolutely solid. And he looked like he was going to get some attacking stats last week. I know he didn't, but like just the eye test, like he was just a, a step away from a line break. And yeah, look, I, I really rate him. And the amount of frustration and the amount I was fuming last week when Luke Brooks refused to pass out the back to his sweeper just did my head in. But this is great for Isaiah Papali because all he did was feed him short balls all game. And I think that's all Luke Brooks can do, if I'm completely honest. Loves throwing a short ball to a, like a little hospital pass to a gap. Uh, so IPAP is only one decent pass or one misread in defense away from scoring a try or setting one up. So yep. I reckon he's going to explode very soon. So yeah, I'm And it could right happen way. with Cleese Haas and his experience. So. It could. It could. Um, all right. Next one. Raiders Warriors at GIO. Croker's 300th. Now, I'm playing Croker for sentimental value this week. Now, there, there's a little bit of logic to it. And it's the fact that he's actually scored the most tries in his career against the New Zealand Warriors. So I'm hoping a meat pie in his 300th at GIO Stadium will carry me through to him getting an 80-odd this week. So I'm going to play him. Uh, what are your – I mean, you don't. I don't think you have Croker, do you? No, I never got Croker. I'll definitely watch it because I'm excited to see the game. But, yeah, no, not, not super – have too many comments. I'm not a big guy of people getting up for their 50th, people getting up for their 100th. I think that's a lot of media. But, yeah. I've won a few. I must say I've won a few on the punt when I've gone, oh, 100th game for this guy as a forward, and I just throw fiver on him to score any time, and they score. Yeah. Happens more than it doesn't. You as well. Never lost. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Nick Kotrick pushed back to the bench on this one. Sebastian Chris comes back in at fullback. Uh, which means Harley Smith Shields is out. So not really anything too relevant super coach wise there. Uh, the one thing that is relevant though, and there's a bit of shuffle in the uh, in the back row, or sorry, in the in the forwards, Elliot Whitehead is back early. Now they said that Elliot Whitehead was going to be out for four to six weeks. So he obviously had that two-week suspension 
And then he had the injury on top of that that was going to rule him out for a month for six weeks. He's back now after two weeks, straight after his suspension, which means that there's a few super coach implications here. One being that Horsburgh moves back to lock. Tarpany now moves back to prop. And everybody bought Pasami Solo last year or, or last week or the week before that. And I said it in the Discord. I'm like, there is a risk that this happens. And now Solo is back to the bench being a 25-minute plotter that's going to get you 18 points. So yep. can't say I didn't warn you. This did happen. Um, no one thought Elliot Whitehead was going to be back super early, but I enjoy being right every now and again. I'm going to rub yeah. it in your face. Mate, I wasn't wasn't a big fan of pastrami myself either. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I don't like Tarpany to prop. Um, I really liked him at lock. I just really liked that it looked like it elevated his minutes. Um, and Horsburgh's at lock, I suppose you'd be pretty happy as a Horsburgh fan. But he did play well in the second row. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe just as long as Tarpany gets the minutes, he's going to be fantastic. Um, and Horsburgh, wherever he plays, I just think that I think he had an 80 minute role in the second row, and I really liked it. So, yeah. Um, some people thinking Horsburgh is going to play in Origin 2, and there's been some comments around Billy Slater uh, saying that he's been playing well at Canberra. Like, that means nothing to me. Um, so, yeah. we'll believe it when we see it. But it, look, there, there is an opportunity there. We'll see what happens. Mate, I'm not even sure Billy Slater watches Canberra games. So. We just need to remember that, obviously, Tommy Gilbert now is going to be out for the rest of the season. So there is going to be an open uh, spot there that they're going to have to yep. replace. So you're going to have to look for a middle forward somewhere. Yeah, I wonder if they just move, like, Kafusi or someone in and do a bit of a reshuffle. So he's already yeah. been in the system. Yeah, fair shout. Um, where was I going with it? Ah, we've got a, a debutant, Ali Lauer. Layer Tower. Shocking pronunciation <laughs> from me, but I'll try. Honestly, I have no idea how to pronounce that. I'm not going to try and picture it twice. That's not Braden Willie Army. <laughs> and that's the, the such a disappointing thing because everyone is praying. They've held on to what Braden Willie Army since round one. He's done nothing. I certainly have. I've actually used these jewels probably four times. It's been what, fantastic. What do you think the value is having that jewel there, even though he hasn't made you any money? 200K. <laughs> Okay, cool. If hey, I had to put a value on it. Yeah. And you had to move, you couldn't have made trades without him. No. So some of the moves you've made to get the money has been perfect for him. So that's great. And uh, he's especially with how many spaces are in second row and center and center wing, like when I need to make that decision, I was just like, it doesn't matter. Can get in one or two. Love it. Um, so he debuts at center for Rocco Berry, who's out for the HIA. He'll miss a week. Um, obviously, everything else kind of plays out as it normally would play out. But I, I, there's a few questions around Jackson Ford this week. What are your thoughts on him? Because you, you're an owner of Jackson Ford. Yep. Are you holding? I'm still him? an owner. Yeah, he looks he looks kind of good when he plays. Um, I know he's got a break even of about fifty. He averages about fifty. I don't see why he would be a sell this week. Um, yeah, he dropped from five ten to four ninety. Whoop de do at the moment. He, I'm probably playing him this week. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and look, it makes sense that you would. I just think now people are starting to look at the Batemans and the Papalis and the uh, Nicaras and, and these premium guys that you want to hold for the year and not considering Jackson Ford a hold and thinking maybe now's the time to make that move. But I don't know whether it is. Uh, I'd probably hold him if I had him as well. I'd hold him. Like, look, do I want to end the year with Jackson Ford? No. Is he a completely serviceable player when we've got people like Cleary for feeder? Like we just said a lot of those guys were sell. Latrell. I tell you what, I would rather use the 800K for Latrell to do something good than the 490K for Jackson Ford. Yeah. 
I mean, the one thing we need to consider with Jackson Ford is does his role change with Barnett now on the bench? They've got or also got Bailey Sirinan on the bench. They've got Josh Curran, who are all ed, you can be used in, as ed, edge forwards. So um, worth looking this week. You don't need to move or do anything drastic. No. Um, but keep an eye on the rotation and see whether anything changes. That's pretty much all you need to do there. Next one, mate. Manly, Dolphins at Four Pines Park. Now, Turbo's obviously gone through uh, a review of his 11-day stand-down, and they were successful. Uh, Manly was successful in downgrading that, basically saying that uh, the 11-day stand-down or the Category 1 HIA was incorrect. Um, so they've got it. I think the so what you have to do is you have to get an independent neurological assessment done uh, by a specialist to determine whether uh, he's fit to play, basically. Yeah, I've. Oh, I'm not sure. Been how having I argue- feel about it. I've been having arguments with people on Twitter all day about this, and some people have come in ripping me, saying, oh, "I don't understand." Blah blah blah. Like the one thing I think we need to remember is that when they brought this whole 11 day stand down thing in, it was sold to the crowd and it was sold to the followers of the NRL as a bonus and as a benefit to player safety. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing teams rot the system. Now, if you've got a guy like Turbo and it's, I mean, the same thing happened with Ellie Katoa and, and Chance Nickel Klukstad. And now we're like, it's going to continue to happen now is my opinion. Now teams are going to start to kind of go, well, I mean, Turbo got an exemption. Let's just apply for an exemption and see what happens. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. That's my opinion on it. I'm going to leave it at that. But Turbo plays. Turbo plays, and I'm excited for Supercoach. Um, is he a buy this week? I'm not sure through that origin period. Um, he still doesn't look himself to me. I know he had that ripper of a game, but, yeah, look, um, I wouldn't be going out and buying him. He's got a break even of three, though. He's going to make some money this week. If you could do worse than going Latrell to Turbo. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't hate it. I, I just think it's a wait, just to wait and see, especially with everybody's got a very short memory about how bloody busted Turbo looked in round 12 or no, around 11 before he got his 150 or whatever it was. So um, that's how it becomes Ru- good. If he does, I'm Ru- buying him. Ruin my week. Tell me Garrick is at centre. Um, Garrick's at centre. Well, you've just ruined my week. Honestly, genuinely so fucking frustrated at this. Like, Anthony Seabold must hate, oh. must hate us. Fuck off. Seriously. Um, why would you play Garrick at centre? He is an excellent fullback. He is the best winger. I hope he goes to another team. Yep. Hey, the, um, I mean, I was going to say the Tigers will take him, but no, we've got Jareem the Dream. We don't need a fullback. He can play on the wing yeah. if he wants because we're, lo- we're yeah. David Nopaluma's getting the punt. Nopaluma's so. max gone. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, come on over to the Tigers, mate. If you want to win some, if you want to win four games a year, you're in. I don't, uh, I don't really have anything to say about that apart from the fact that I'm frustratingly going to play him and he's going to score 50 instead of the 70 he was going to score and it's going to ruin my week. Uh, yep. Let's lead into Jeremy Marshall King being back. Do we buy? Probably not at that price still. Um, you can't even make money going from Harry Grant to him anymore. Is I, no, he the I'm most definitely, expensive hooker in the game? I think he is now, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Harry Grant's nearly sub 600K. I think actually Harry Grant could be right on the precipice of five going into the 500K mark, which is insane. Yeah. Um, JMK being back isn't necessarily a good thing, I don't think, because, I mean, we saw what it did to Payne Haas last year, that AC joint injury. It's a pain management issue. And for someone who makes 40 to 50 tackles a game, 
in the middle of the field on big boys, I think that's going to be tough for him. And I think we're going to see a decreasing performance from JMK. So if you don't have him, definitely don't buy him. But if you do have him, I wouldn't be selling either. It's just one of those waves you're going to have to ride and go, well, I'm, I'm going to expect less from JMK for the next month and then he'll come good for the run home. It's That's it's a pain management thing. He's going to be strapped up. He's going to be a little bit hampered. But yeah, he'll get needled. I don't, I don't sell him when I hate all the other hooker options, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Spot on. Very mid position. Uh, Valence yeah. Tavare still on the bench. Franco Lee named, you and Aiken named. Um, so that. kind of the same thing as what's happened the last few weeks. So kind of dying as a super coach cheapy option now um, until he is gets VT, to start. Is Valen- if Valence Tavare was in the centres, would he be running at Garrick? Because isn't that a size difference? He looks like he could uh, eat Garrick. He'd be running at Gar- Yeah, he would be because Garrick yeah. would play left. Yeah. Play. yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, Hamiso is back. Uh, Nick Arima to 5'8 as well. So Anthony Milford, yep. I think, got suspended for three games, four games, whatever it was. Yep, deserved it too. No one cares about. So yep. uh, Nick Arima to 5'8 and Isaiah Katoa continues to get the start, um, which is great because he's going to lose me more money. Fantastic. Uh, yep. Now, your boy, take us into this next one because we, you've been seriously considering this guy this week uh, and there's yeah. that's to back it up. Yeah, 386K in a dismal hooker position. Um, When he's played 55-plus minutes, um, he scored 68, 64, and 54. And I'm talking about Ray Stone, a popular cheapie that everybody probably jumped off. Um, Hooker eligible is the only reason I'm looking at him. And I'm just – I was looking for someone because I thought Reid Marnie had a Category 1 and that he was gone this week. Looks like they're going to try and challenge it. I'll, I definitely see this as the best option for A, find 100K and get rid of Sonny Luke, or B, get rid of somebody like Reed Marnie if he's not named. Because I need to, I need a guy. I'm going to cop an AE if Rob, because Robson's not playing this week. I'm going to cop an AE otherwise, and I'm pretty happy to play Ray Stone this week. Am I going to play him most weeks? Probably not. Am I going to make some money? Yes. Honestly, you could maybe walk this guy up to a Harry Grant for 100K later on in the year. He's about to drop below 500. He's got a break even of three and he's 389K. If this guy is at 480 and Harry Grant is at 540, that's even less if my math's good. That's like 60K. Good math. Very good yeah. math on the fly. Damo's calling him a trap. Not a fan. No. I don't, I don't think he's a trap at all. I think when you've got uh, Tom Gilbert now out for the year, He's done. Yep. He's got shoulder reconstruction surgery. He's finished. So it looks like Ray Stone could have the starting lock position. And even if he plays 50 minutes a game, you're going to get those kind of numbers where he's going to get you 55s. And at the yep. moment, being 380K, he's priced at about, what, a 40 average? Yep. So if you get 50, 55 from him a game, you're going to make an extra 150K there. So all for it. Do I'm a big fan it of it. Might- my question, does Felice Kafusi coming into this team affect any of that? Because me having a look at it. Maybe. I it wonder does. if I wonder if I would select Kenny Bromwich at Yeah, that's what there. would happen. But because, it's a one um, it's a one week play for me. I just need a guy to play this week and I fucking hate Jake Turpin. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean look realistically, Anton on, on Twitter. Um, where we get all of our New Zealand Warriors information. Very in the know there. The Bunty uh, Appreciation Society member. Uh, founder, I yep. should say. 
um, yeah. was asking what he does with Sonny Luke. So maybe this solves a problem for Sonny Luke owners. Uh, the problem still is there's a big gap in price. You still got to find, what is it? 150K. 150K. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I had Sonny Luke, I would have to regrettably add Jack Turpin, which I hate. But I also hate having a guy that's not playing footy at the moment. Yeah. Oh, he's playing you'll reserve get, he's playing footy. You'll get a minimum of two games of, from Stone at lock. Yeah. So, I mean, because Kafusi will come back into origin contention. Uh, then he'll probably play lock in round 19 as well if you hold him that long. So, I mean, yep. there, there's money to be made there in Ray Stone, I think. So I don't I don't hate it at all. But I think from a hooker perspective, if you want to go and get out of, of Sonny Luke, Jay, I think Jake Turpin, as much as I hate saying, is probably the only viable option that will make you some money and get you out of that situation. Yep. Which is terrible. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, that I'm going to shiver down my spine saying that. Let's move on, mate. Dragons, Rabbitohs. I'm sure that's why Damo's hanging around listening because he wants to hear about how we talk about his dragons being terrible. Hey, also... Speaking of this, Damo, uh, have you looked at your forward pack for the Dragons? All right, let me let me throw it at you. Francis Molo, Michael Molo, uh, Billy Burns, Jaden Sewer, and and our boy Ben Murdoch Masilla at lock. That is the starting forward pack for the Dragons this week. They will lose by forty minimum. Honestly, it sounds like the invitee list at Mrs. Molo's house. That's awful. <laughs> That's probably the worst forward pack I've seen this year on paper. Uh, and look, that might change. And and also, we've got to remember Jack Bird's in the extended bench and also um, Blake Laurie is also on the extended bench. So they could both come in. So that would look a little bit better then. But if they roll out like that, they're going to get 30 metres a set. They're just going to get swallowed. Cody Walker could score 200. <laughs> yes, he could, which is why you're captaining him. So Yes, yeah, he's my captain. We're going to go through vice captains and captains. I've seen some questions in the chat, but 100% the Dragons, like, yeah, they're not going to be able to go forward with that pack. Jack DeBella missing this one's a big miss. It's a, that, that hurts him. I think he's been pretty good in the middle of the field, so uh, they're going to need Black Laurie back if they're going to have any sort of punch moving forward. But that's the Dragons. Rabbitohs also are missing Jai Arrow, Cam Murray, and Latrell. So the, the yep. beauty of it is they've got Saliva Havili who's come back in, so he's named in the yep. 16. So he comes back in and starts off the bench. Shaq Mitchell at lock I thought was a really interesting one. Yeah. I just didn't know he had the ball playing, but I'm excited to watch and see how it comes out. But if I was going to roll the dice, it would be against this terrible team. <laughs> Maybe they don't need the ball playing lock. Maybe they just need three middles to just absolutely decimate this forward pack for the Dragons. Yeah. And then Cody can and Cody and Lockie Ilias can just run a muck around him. So that would be nice. AJ. AJ. He could what are your, He actually could. That is a really good shout. Um, Cody Walker's got talks of origin, right? So, look, I mean, I, I'm trying not to make any decisions based on who I think might play or what the media is saying because we're seeing 30,000 different New South Wales lineups at the moment. Every every expert saying, this is what I think will happen. No one knows. Lou Luai doesn't lose his spot because he was one of the best players on the park. I think Critter was so. one of the best players on the park too. And that's the spot that people below them are pushing for. I understand. But they stepped up. They were the best players out there. Yeah, agreed. Uh, same with Damien Cook. People are talking about Damien Cook. If you got him, don't panic. Just reassess when it happens. If he gets named, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, the Rabbitohs don't play around 16 anyway. Yeah. So you've just got to reassess and then and, and have a look around 19. Could, Damien Cook's at that age that they could bring him in 
he doesn't play and then they just roll through with like a Blake Braley or something for round 19 to, uh, sorry, for Origin 3 to try and give him some legs or something. Yeah, I think it would be Reese Robson, if anyone. I think the only reason why they brought Jack- Blake Braley into camp is because the Sharks had a bye. Otherwise, yeah. they would have taken Robson in. So yeah. I'd say Robson's the they guy. They brought Robson in last year. So, yeah, that yeah would make I'd sense. say Robson's the guy. Uh, mate, you've already dropped the link for the Discord in the comments. So for anybody who missed it, it should be about halfway up. You'll find it if you shuffle up and I'll do it um, again. Yep. It'll be All in good. there. Yeah, Matty, you'll pop it in there again. Um, so if you want to join the Discord, guys, obviously just hop in, come and chat some super coach with us, but also all the other sports as well, NBA, FPL, uh, BBL's coming up at the end of the year. The AFL boys active in there. So if you love your fantasy sport like us and you want to talk a little bit with with like-minded people, hop in, join the Discord, and um, you'll get access to our last-minute trades and things like that that we don't usually put on Twitter either. So a little bit more. You can get trade advice from us if you have a question um, that we normally wouldn't do on Twitter too. So hop on in, have a chat. Broncos Knights, mate. Your boys back at Suncorp. Yeah. I'm going to be going. Um, excited to see Cobo back. I think Arthur's is really unlucky uh, missing out here. Um, yeah, I just think Arthur's has been tremendous, and I would be very surprised if people – I know we just re-signed him, and I know you need a backup, but seriously, this guy's fantastic. Yeah, he, he is. I got thrown by a couple other comments uh, about the dragons and uh, hip dropping the bunnies. Doesn't count. Yeah, there's lots. There's yeah, lots going we, on in this chat. We spent too uh, much time on the dragons. This isn't Magic the Gathering. So um, yeah, let's <laughs> let's go back to stags being 450k. Um, called it last I, week. I'm annoyed yeah, I didn't I just, do it. But what do we see from him? Like, yes, he played a really good game last week. What do we see happening that's different from any other week? So what I saw from him last week was what I haven't seen from him all year. And that was his willingness to take hit-ups and his willingness to be aggressive and take hard runs and, and do the grunt work. Uh, I haven't seen that from him all year. So, And we know that Coates, uh, sorry, Staggs is a, is a very uh, run. He goes on runs. He doesn't, he doesn't consistently score you a certain amount of points. He'll go on a run where over a four- to five-week period he'll average 80. And then he'll go back to doing what he did for the rest of the season. So yep. do you pick him up before one of these runs? Is this it? You know, you can pick him up and he goes up to 600K and you just offload him for a keeper for the rest of the year. I don't, but maybe if I'm outside the 30,000th, I roll the dice. Yeah. Yeah, fair shout. Um, for the Newcastle Knights, Frizzell's back in. Jack Johns drops out. Uh, also, Lockie Miller drops out for Kurt Mann, who comes in on the Unlucky. 14. Yeah, stiff. Um, Adam Elliott. I want to talk about is now sub 500k and I knew that you would really like this as soon as I brought it up because we're both Adam Elliott fans we talked about Big him a lot Adam in the preseason <laughs> he played 64 minutes like so this is the first time he's played more than 50 minutes this year uh, so his minutes have started to ramp up over the last three or four games since he's been back the draw isn't great he got 50 last week in 64 minutes the PPM's okay but the draw sucks he's got Broncos Roosters Panthers in his next three so yeah. I don't love that but I mean, if he continues to drop, maybe after the Panthers game, you could start to look at him as your fifth two RF for the run home. Yeah, I'm not. I think Adam Elliott's a little bit matchup proof because he just tries his guts out every time he's out there. Um, I'm interested to see how Kurt Mann on the bench affects him a little bit um, because they love Kurt Mann. He's been in that night system for a fair while now. Um, and they're dropping Lockie Miller, who I think is a talent for him. 
I think Kurt Mann's going to get his minutes. I wonder whether his minutes drop a little bit, and I wonder if he's going to drop in price. Probably if he's closer to that 400K, I get him. I don't see him dropping that far, but I think he's still going to drop some more money yet, so I wouldn't jump on him this week. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough, I think. I'm uh, definitely not jumping now, but it's just nice to see that price drop because he's a guy that we saw the last couple of years. It's just great to see him back playing footy. He's so good to watch, and I'm excited to watch him on the weekend. Excited to watch your boy Ponga too. Yeah, so. my boy Ponga. Yeah, we've talked enough about Ponga. I won't continue to talk about that, but I'm a, I'm a fan. Let's move on. Uh, time is ticking. Uh, I knew this would be a long one. So uh, Roosters versus Panthers. Suwali'i, we already talked about. He's got a three-game ban. Corey Allen comes into centre. Daniel Tupo's back, uh, yep. who I think could genuinely be a watch if the Roosters start to click and get their shit together. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the common questions we've already had in the in the chat is, Billy Smith, is he a hold or a sell? We're holding. We won't cover that again. Uh, Joey Manu, though, we haven't really talked about too much. And, and coming off a of 40, I think, last week, and I said he looked a little bit flat-footed. He caught the ball flat-footed a lot. He just looked like uh, Nelson, so for Solomona without the size. What are your thoughts on Manu? I mean, do we, do we probably just have to hold now, right? Yeah, we do have to hold. Look, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not as confident in him as I was, and I'm definitely not as confident in him playing against the Panthers, who will have something to prove. But you know what? Jack Cogger's out there. Uh, Panthers probably aren't the team that they have been in other years. Um, I'm going to play Joey Manu this week, and he's got 116 break even, and he's not even in my probably four biggest issues in my team. And this is a guy that's coming from a top 2% week. Um, Joey Manu, happy to hold him. He's going to go on his run at some stage. Yep, I agree with you. I'm holding as well. We, talk, we spoke about Jack Turpin being an option for Sonny Luke owners, but if, if you've got any other player in there, I don't think you'd want to go Turpin down. Or down to Turpin, sorry. I think you just use Turpin to get out of a hole with him. I think I think surely if you're serious about Supercoach, you've got Fafita and Cleary um, and you've got bigger ways to make cash than moving somebody down to Jake Turpin. That is probably Supercoach suicide at the moment. Yep. So. My, my only concern now with the Panthers while we're on this Roosters versus Panthers game, obviously Cogger's in for Cleary. Jamin Salmon is now back onto the bench. And Liam Martin's also off the bench. Is this a concern for Hosking, considering they're both edge forwards? I know Liam Martin can play in the middle, but Hosking played, I think, 70 minutes last week, which is great. But Salmon always seems to come on and replace Hosking. Hosking should so, be out of your team. We're just Our teams are just cooked. And I think everybody's got the Fafita problem. I don't know yep. many people that have anti-potted David Fafita, so I'd say everybody has to sell him, Cleary, and Dillbags. Uh, yeah. before anybody else. So, I mean, look, if you're in a position where you can sell Hosking this week, I would definitely do that. I, I wouldn't be Hos- holding him anymore. Hosking is 100% a sell. Um, I'm watching him go down in cash every week. I'm just – I don't have any boost left. I would boost for Hosking out this week if I had it. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, and Brent doesn't have the Fafita problem because he sold him last week. Thanks for rubbing that in, mate. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, uh, Storm Sharks, Amy Park. Now, Grant Anderson comes in for Justin Olam. Not relevant. Uh, Xavier Coates though Xavier Coates is 287k with a 28 break even now that's about the price I want him yeah honestly Xavier Coates what did he call remember when you bought him you were a Xavier Coates buyer last year I think and you yep. rode that wave and he got up to about 500k and then you sold just, it and, and just got rid of it and yeah loved him it's for like, it I think it's he, like he could do diving it out of a burning car 
You know, it's, yeah. it feels like an action film where like you just know that something bad's going to happen to you, so you just got to bail real early. Um, it's, it's like going to the local show and hitting that thing and trying to get the bell to go up, and you're yeah. just trying to work out how far. Like every time it comes back down and hits the ground really yeah. hard, but you just keep hitting it, you keep watching it go up, but it's going to come back down at some stage. And um, I think he's on the floor now. I think he, I think he's getting hit. That bell is a long way f- from getting hit. So if you're looking for a center wing downgrade, Xavier Coates, uh, the the problem with Xavier Coates is his AE nightmare. So long-term, you're not going to play him in your 17 each week. So he's going to be on your bench, which means that maybe your loop doesn't come into play as much as you would want for the run home. And I think having that VC loop available to you is really, really worthwhile. It's, It's quite valuable having two bites at the cherry for double points. So that's my only concern with Coates. Yes, he's cheap. Yes, he's got a high ceiling, but bloody hell, his floor is low. Coates might be the only guy that is a genuine vice captain option every week and an AE <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, that's true. Hey, if you oh, play actually, me, it'll be an AE nightmare. So. Count Pereira. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, uh, Troy's on the on the money with the only people he consider from the storm is Meany. Uh, I I mean, you're on Eli Katoa as well. I don't mind the Eli Katoa play. I think maybe that could be an option too. I just think you've missed the boat now. Um, yes, you don't consider him. Last week was the week to get Eli Katoa, and Meany is a guy that I'm probably looking at this week. So uh, That covers that then. McInnes comes back in for the Sharks. He'll be off the bench. Uh, otherwise, they're Ooh. one for 17. So I'm excited. I need like that. Now, yeah. oh, we're, all talking, <laughs> we're all talking about the Sharks' back line. And I reckon for the run home, you're going to want one or two of them. Now, you, you've got to consider you've got – Let's say, I don't think you're bringing Will Kennedy in at fullback. You've got too many other good options. He has been good, though, but I, I don't think yep. you're going to want him. Uh, then you've got Ronaldo Mulatalo, Sifatalakai, Jesse Ramey, and Sione Katoa. If you could pick two of those guys for the run home, who are you picking? The left edge? Uh, Mulatalo Mula and uh, Talakai. Mulatalakai? Yeah, I would probably go one further and go Mulatalo and Nikara. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a, and obviously you're going to have Nico Hines too. So yeah, um, I just think you can't have them all, and I like Nicker at the moment. I'm hoping I can get Nicker at early six hundreds, and I'm willing to miss out if he doesn't come down. So fair enough, good shout. Uh, Bulldogs Eels last game is a Monday game, and how good we get a bloody public holiday. I uh, love a long weekend. Do we? Days. Yeah, yeah. It's Queen's birthday this coming Monday. So uh, oh. it was a Monday. It's a Monday game. Really? Bulldogs versus the Eels. Yes, I'm pretty certain. Unless I'm a week ahead I, of myself. I reckon I would have rolled into work if uh, you didn't tell me that. So thanks Monday, the tw- Monday, the twelfth of June, public holiday, baby. Love that. Uh, yeah, it's Queen's birthday. Okay. Yeah, good. Cool. Uh, you'll probably dead. still have to go to work though, because aren't you the boss? Well, you're gonna have to go into work anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a public no, holiday. No, you don't have to. You're no, all good. No chance if it's a public holiday. Absolutely no chance. But uh, let's go through the doggies and the eels. The, I guess the only thing relevant here is Reed Marnie uh, doesn't need an exemption. We initially thought that he did, but now he doesn't because it's a Category 2 that he got ruled out with, not a Category 1. So it's not an 11-day stand-down. It's only a 7-day stand-down for Reed Marnie, which means that the game is played on the 8th day. So it's going to be touch and go. He does need to pass all the protocols daily for 7 days. So uh, keep an eye out there, but he could play. Could still play. Yep. Uh, the problem is they play the excuse me the last game of the week, so yep. you, you can't really wait, can you? You just got to take a punt and hope. I can't add Raystone at this time of the no, week. No, that's the worst part. 
which is I could end up copping an AE this week, to be honest, if that happens. Yeah. Just don't get to coats him and you should be okay. Yeah. Um, Karaz is in as well, which means Blake Wilson drops out. And also the fa- my favorite part of this team list is Harrison Edwards is back at starting lock, which I'm very happy about. Ryan Sutton out of the team. So, I mean, there's every chance that he comes back to the bench because that's where they've used him. Um, yep. But I think Raymond Fatala Mariner, I saw on Twitter, was suffering from a severe bout of pneumonia throughout the week. So it looks like he is obviously out. Um, he won't be fit to play. So I'm assuming they just needed that extra middle forward. Uh, Harrison Edwards doing the job. So a bit of extra cash, hopefully, for Harry Edwards. Eels, Reben Campbell-Gillard and Andrew Davey are both back as well. So RCG's come back early, which is great for the Eels. They really need him in the middle of the field. But Wira McGregor yep. is out. So he's uh, – I didn't see what the injury was, but they said he was out with an injury. Uh, which which sucks for owners that were relying on him for round sixteen and nineteen buy, that might yeah, hurt. Yeah, I, th- I think I read somewhere it was talent that was keeping him out. So um. <laughs> no, he, he is injured. He is injured. <laughs> no, and to be fair to him, he was good. He he did. Yeah, it. no, he was. Uh, I, I joke. I joke. One of the, one uh, of the guys at Wack has been spoking about him, and yeah, I'm not a bit not a massive fan. But do you think Gutho does a bit more playmaking if Dillbags doesn't play? Is a question I have for you as a Gutho owner. Yes. Yes, yep. I do. I think so. I mean, Dejan Arce is a, is a good player, um, and I think yep. they got him for this reason. But I feel like – I mean, Gutho does it anyway. <laughs> they got him, for, got him for this reason as if it was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because we, we knew that those, uh, uh, I was going to make a Simpsons joke. But I yeah, yeah, just like um, Yeah. Uh, but I think Gutho plays a playmaking kind of role anyway with the amount of try assists and the amount of sweeping he does out the back. So he'll he'll do the same as he always has. I think Mitch will just rove either side of the ruck now instead of sticking to the right side. Uh, Dory to the bench because Andrew Davies starting, uh, which sucks for me because I'm probably the only bloke who held Matt Dory. But, uh, Andrew Davies okay. probably should start. Yeah. Um, I see often yeah, he's still out as well. So. Yeah, so that's kind of the only relevant moves there. Hopgood's still at lock. Uh, the team pretty much looks the same outside backs. So... That's Bulldogs and Eels. Anything else you wanted to touch on there with that one? Not really. I am just wanted to make the point again that I think Gutho's going to be fantastic if Dillbags doesn't play because it's my belief that he probably will not make it through the week. Yeah, and, and look, the hard part is they play the last game. So you've got to make a punt. You've got to take a punt early on and go, okay, well, for me, uh, Ponga plays on the Saturday night so or Saturday afternoon. So I need to make a decision by Saturday as to what I'm doing. I think we'll have more Dylan Brown news come tomorrow. Uh, sorry, yep. come Thursday. Uh, so keep an eye out there. Just just wait yep. for that news and then make a decision. We uh, might even do a, a countdown show on the Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening or whatever. Just it, There's plenty going on this week, so it might be yep. worth hopping on and answer some questions before we go uh, before the first game kicks off. So, um. Just want to quickly mention as well, uh, sponsors of the podcast, Snap Fitness, Bendigo and Epsom. They actually won the uh, Franchisee of the Year and Club Manager of the Year awards at the National Snap Fitness Awards, which is pretty cool. So congrats to Mark, Emma and Maddie for winning that and thanks for their support. Um, pod plays, mate. I've been excited to talk about this one before we wrap up and talk trades and, and finish up. And now we've yeah. gone through about maybe, what, 14 or 15 names here. Yep. Ponga we've spoken about. 
he's yeah. 20% owned in the top 5% of teams. So all of these numbers are based on the top 5% of teams because that's relevant if you want to make your way up the rankings. Um, yeah. Bateman and Nikara. So Ponga, Bateman, Nikara, and Eli Katoa are all around that 20% owned mark. So anything 20 or under, I consider a pod. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, agreed. Which, what are your thoughts you on those to, yeah, so I still like Nicara, even though I I still like Nicara. I do still yep. like Nicara, even if Nico Hines is out. Um, I think you've missed the boat on Katoa because you were going to want that last price rise, um, and I don't really consider him a keeper. Yeah, and Bateman, I think that we've sort of missed the boat on him as well, um, if I'm going to make a big call. I think this is the week to get him if you think that he's a season keeper. But for me, I'm not 100% convinced. For me, I love Isaiah Papali running at Joe Stimson. I just love yep. that. He gave him a bath in round one. So, like, yep. I, when you look back at Isaiah Papali's score in round one, I think he scored 67 with, like, a, he had a line break. He had, like, 10 points of tackle busts. He, he did a fair bit in that game. So I feel like maybe he's gonna we're going to see some of that again. Uh, yep. It might be the might be the week that Luke Brooks puts him over for a try. Who knows? But I like the IPAP, and IPAP is only four percent owned in the top five percent of teams, which is crazy when you think about how popular he was. And I know he had the jewel, but the guy was the front row forward one last year, so yeah. he's still got the talent there. It's just whether he can get it unlocked at the Tigers. So I'm, I might take a punt on him now. Nick Meany is eighteen point eight percent owned in the top 5%. So I still consider him a pod. I, I would say maybe that will change now based on trades and things like that moving forward. But I think Nick Meany could be a top four center wing. I said it on Sunday. I, I truly believe that he could be a top four center wing. And I um, think he could be a keeper. Yeah, um, he's just sort of elevated. We haven't, we're not hearing anything more on Pappy. Um, he's played really well. He had a really high break even um, and he dropped a little bit of cash just with a fantastic game in a loss. Mind you, he was their yeah. best. Yeah, he scored thirty more points than the next guy in their uh, in their team. Uh, Nick Meany is a star, and I want him in my team. A chip and chase was elite too. I enjoyed yeah. that. As a non-owner, as someone who was going to buy him, I was spewing. But like as a football fan, it was good to watch. Yeah. Um, the the two sharks, Mulatalo and Talakai, we just spoke about. Mulatalo is eleven percent owned. Talakai is nine percent owned. I like both of those options. I think they're both could be centre wing keepers. Um, yep. Salty, I think Nick Meany's a must-have or borderline or as close as you're going to get at center wing um, as a must-have, I think, for this year. So, yes, I agree. Uh, Isaiah Papali, I've already mentioned, 4% owned. Now, your boy, Ray Stone, 4% yeah. owned. That he's will increase lot, this week. He's a, Yeah, he's a lot higher owned in the stats that I've looked at, but that was probably a lot of people um, just having sleeper teams and just you know adding him at the start of the year and then not changing your team because you're excited. Um, yeah, I do really like him this week. It could be a couple-week play, though. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't yeah. expect him to be there all year because I think Kafusi comes in and then Kenny, Kenny Bromwich goes into the middle. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to ride the wave and probably could become an – you know, he could just play 20 minutes a night and lose all that cash if you don't have the trades to get him back out again. And some really spicy ones. Keon Kalamatangi, you've already spoken about. 3% owned. In top team, top five percent of teams. Uh, so, if you said after five rounds, or if somebody asked you after five rounds, is Keon Kalamatangi a keeper? They'd tell you that he is. Yep. Right. I so obviously, 
injuries kind of just derailed everybody's thoughts and, and kind of everyone's forgotten about him. I'm, the problem now yeah. is Rabbitohs buy. They have two buyers in the final six, seven rounds. I hate Does it. Does that matter? I would be looking at Kolomitangi maybe as a downgrade for Fafita to get Fafita back before during that first buy. Yeah. During yeah, their buy in round 21 is when I'd want to go uh, Kolomitangi back to Fafita. And we were talking about the cash that Fafita drops. Kolomitangi could be nearly a straight swap. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could be, actually. That's not a bad shout. Uh, that's what I'm thinking about with Mitchell Moses and swapping him out for Cleary. I'm thinking about banking points every week and then being able to get Fafita back. And I think if you're going to burn trades like that, where you're going to, it's essentially a two trade play, knowing that you're trading Cleary out to get him back later, you've got to make cash from it. Otherwise, there's kind of no benefit. Um, so the last four guys we have on this list, Matty Burton at 2%, don't mind it. I think he may end up being a utility for New South Wales though considering Nico will be the starting half. I think they'll use Burton at 14. I don't like it at 677K. Yeah, correct. But he's got the points on the board the last month. So yep. if you want to take a punt, don't hate it. Xavier Coates, 1% owned. We spoke about the AE issues with him, but he's as cheap as you're going to get him. Your boy Hudson Young is owned by eight people. Eight really? people. Yep. In the 0.4. 0.4% owned. Yeah, in the top, in the top 5% of teams. Yeah. So that's in the top 20,000 teams or something. He's owned by eight teams. Yeah, it was just a lot of money to sit there when he got picked for that Origin team. Um, I would still have him if he hadn't got selected for Origin. I had to move on. I wonder if he's a guy I could finish the year with, but, yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Uh, Troy is screaming Wakeham at the top of his lungs. I can hear him from here. Uh, We've missed the boat on Wakeham, so uh, let's continue on. If you got Wakeham a month ago, Congratulations. Best move yep. in Supercoach. Uh, but I can tell you right now that you're not buying him at, at his price now. What is he priced at? He would. He is 500000 That's. but he's got a minus 20 break even. And and look, full credit to him, he has been incredibly good. Way better than I thought he would be. So yep. the the only issue is he's too expensive now for what you get. So take it, tell us your last little pod option, mate, because I think this might even lead into your trades, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, not really. Um, AJ Brimson, 500K. I really like him. Again, like Ponga, just really like that 5'8 fullback role. Titans have a lot of points. He's back. I'm probably going to wait two weeks due to the hammy and the 30% chance of re-injuring yourself in those first couple weeks because if we remember him coming back from the hammy last time, that's what he did again. I'm just really worried he's going to do it again. But... I think it's like a 50 break even still. Like just you could he could be a real big pod play. Yeah, Brimson's back. Brimson, Brimson is back. back. So let's watch AJ. Let's um let's hope he comes back firing. Can put the Titans on his back. We know they can score a lot of points. Uh not doing it this week, but definitely on my watch list. For sure. Um Salty said that uh and, and it makes a good point that Kalama Tungi's in the running for origin. Um, so that's definitely a consideration if you're going to pick him up because he could play Origin 3, realistically. But wouldn't play Round 16 anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, missing one game rather than the two. Fair shout. Talk trades, man. Talk trades with me. What are you thinking this week? So I was originally thinking Cleary to Moses and then Reed to Stone. Uh, Reed getting named again and Fafita not getting named has made me reshuffle probably half an hour before the show. 
Um, I could go for Fida out and Nick Meany in via about three duels. Um, I wouldn't mind going for Fida to Colin Matangi um, because Fida is just a lot of money sitting in the bench. But I think I'm a bit more confident in adding Meany and probably the chance of being a bit more of a keeper when I look at the last seven games of the Melbourne Storm. Um, again, if I was really rolling the dice and outside probably 25K, um, there's as much credit in going AJ Brimson as there is Kalen Ponga, and I am still keeping an eye on Karaz. So watch this space. Robbie K. Karaz is still nice and cheap, so I, I like it. And hopefully he comes back a little bit slow. Pick him up for 400K. Um, I am doing the same as you with Cleary. I'm going to Moses. Uh, I am trading Dylan Brown out for Kalen Ponga. And uh, so I'll reassess tomorrow and we'll have a look at court and whatever. But um, at this stage, Brown goes out to Ponga. And then for feeder to Isaiah Papali at this stage, I was, I was pretty set on my, I was pretty set on Moses Ponga and IPAP at the start of the week. And I, I feel like I want to still go down that road. I'd be, I'd kick myself if they all had a good week and I, I faded just because Fafita's thrown me. I was originally doing Hosking to IPAP, which I felt much better about, but. The Fafita news, I just don't feel good about having 890,000 sitting on my bench for two, three weeks. Can I ask Can I ask you a question? If you're going, if you can go Fafita to IPAP and Hosking to IPAP, um, Hosking could still leak cash this week and Fafita 100% isn't. Why not just trade him out next week? Yeah, honestly, I could do that. I could do that. But the, the problem is I'll get to next week and I'll go, oh, but he's only out for one more week and then I'll fucking hold him. And then he's going to leak so much cash, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But no, I agree. I actually probably could still do that, um, yeah. and I might do it. If, I might do the. If Hosking you've got the out. money, like if I could get, if I could drop kick Hosking out of my team, I hundred percent would. And it's only coming from a place of hatred. So, <laughs> um, yes, I am boosting salty uh, at this stage. I think it's a good boost week. I've got one. I, I had one in the back pocket because I knew something like this would happen at some point. This is the week. This is the week to use, and I'm not going to think about it twice. So, that's us. We got through it. Hour 26. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, guys, uh, obviously, I don't think there's any more questions. I think we've answered them all as we've gone. If you're still with us, thank you for watching us. Thanks for, obviously, tuning in and each every week. We will do our best to get to you Thursday and, and do a little bit of a countdown show. It won't be live from the courtroom. Uh, I, I've realized yeah. that I can't get into that court case. So, oh, unfortunately, okay. yeah. yeah, no good. But uh, we will have much more news on players and movement and, and trends and things like that. So we might hop on for half an hour on Thursday evening and, and have a chat with everybody and answer some final questions before the week starts. Uh, if you're still here, guys, hit subscribe, hit like, hit follow, uh, leave us a review, all the good stuff to help us get the podcast out to more people. We'd really appreciate it if you like the content. Otherwise, we will see you potentially Thursday to chat Super Coach. Good luck this week. Let's do it. See you then. Cheerio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.